Welcome back to the Trifecta Soft Podcast. I'm your host, E-Rock. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you haven't already, so you never miss another podcast. Also, do me a favor. Go on to whatever podcast app you listen to us on and give us a rating and review. That really helps us rank in the searches. Thank you so much. Let's get into the podcast. Yeah, you got your, uh, you got yours. I got mine. Cheers, brother. Uh, Cheers. You're drinking coffee. I'm drinking beer and <laughs> yeah so uh i love the background there man thanks man yeah it's my fetch wall yeah you so, got your wall and your uh your sign there yeah looks good also a little bit more upwards you've got yeah, the, that gun looks the awesome. yeah you know if you're uh if you're listening through like speakers you know, it, it catches, the, yeah. you know, my voice and it kind of cuts it off, you know, that noise cancellation thing. But, um, yeah. I'm not sure if you have like uh, a headset or anything. I am prepared. Look at that. That is per- Use that, bro. Hell yes. Yeah. Plug that in. and uh, It should recognize it, but, uh, if not, you can look at the menu. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. I already hear you. Oh, it already works. Yes. Oh my yeah, God, that's perfect. I already dude. tested before. Yes, that I can hear you a lot better now too. Okay, uh, then we continue like this. Very good. I love it. Yeah, you got a really nice headset. I got this ten dollar <laughs> little, you know, crappy one that I've been using yeah. for a while. I use this for gaming also, so I want mm. the good one. Hell yeah! What? Uh, What's your favorite game you're playing right now? Uh, right now, I play a lot of Escape from Tarkov. Yes. Yeah, That's a good one. Shooter. Yeah. also got uh, some stuff uh, from that. Let me grab this. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. I that uh, looks bought cool. this helmet. It's uh, from Killa. It's one of the bosses from Escape from Tarkov. Yep. It's uh, real steel. Dang. It weighs about uh, three kilograms. Woo! You don't want to carry even, that on your head all day. <laughs> yeah, even the review said the first time you're going to play with this, guaranteed you're going to have a sore neck the next day. <laughs> oh, yeah, for real. That's yeah, a good workout. I, I only use it uh, in combination with my uh, micro gun. So as oh, okay. a kind of a juggernaut setup. So I don't right. have to run around the field the whole day wearing all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, and, for uh, sure. I, I'm close friends with uh, the guys, uh, the organizer of the field that I play at most. So they also allow me to be part of a mission like with the Juggernaut setup. Yeah. So in that way, I don't have to worry about uh, carrying all that stuff over the field the whole day. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, the... Uh... The guys, uh, they play Tarkov quite a bit. And I remember when uh, they first started talking about that game, I uh, I joined them. The first time I started playing, so I joined their team. And uh, and they were already, like, partway in a mission yeah. or whatever. So I, I they were already, like, they were had already taken off running. So when I spawned, I had never played, you know, it was the first time I ever played. I'm looking around, it was dark, right? So it was dark yeah. out, and I, I don't have any equipment. You know, and uh, so I started walking around. I found this little like uh, campsite and where there was like a pickup truck or a Jeep or something sitting there. So I'm like walking around like, okay, and I tried to find some gear. So then I start walking out in this field and then I just blew up and I said, what the, what happened? And yeah, I didn't even see those little signs and Mm -hmm. uh I said, I think somebody threw a grenade at me or somebody blew me up. And uh, they said, no, no, that's like, you know, part of the map with uh, you can't go outside of these lines or you'll get shot by a sniper or, uh, you know, hit a landmine. I said, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty yeah, it's, funny. It's a very cool game. I played it a lot. Uh, yeah. In the show, uh, after some time, they uh, wipe everything. So you need to start all over. So that's. Not always as fun as it is, but I still like playing it. You have good days, yeah. you have bad days. 
Oh yeah, sometimes sure. I can al- almost throw my uh, PC out of the window because of the <laughs> I know I was talking to somebody else. They said uh, they were. It was the same thing. They were playing Tarkov, and they uh, they had to three D print something for their controller because they threw their controller against the wall so many huh. times playing Tarkov. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's funny. Yeah, it's a really great game, but dying is so so horrific if you have. A lot of good gear ever with you. It's such a bummer yeah. to die. Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what adds the uh, the really. I think the the excitement to that game is the uh, is when you're you get a bunch of gear, you find some really cool stuff that you don't have that you want, and then now once you pick it up, you're like, oh shit, okay, I gotta make it to the end. Like yeah, yeah. we're not playing games anymore. I got to get serious. I got you know your your senses kind of get heightened. You're like looking around. You're you're paying attention. You're watching that timer. You got to get to this end, and uh, and then if you don't make it, you're you know it's this huge excitement and then just disappointment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure is. Yeah. Especially with these gaming headphones, when someone shoots at me, I I almost. Fly up one meter into the air, out of my chair. <laughs> I just it scares me the hell out of me every time. Still, oh yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. It's fun that way. Yeah. So you've been, uh, you and I have known each other, uh, you know, kind of from our YouTube channels for a couple years now. Yeah, yeah. I and think, uh, early on, you guys sent me this a whole pack of them. Actually, you yeah. sent one for each of us. Yes. Uh, so we have, we still have all four of them that we use for coffee cool. and well, alcohol drinks. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was really excited to um, to contact you here recently and ask you to be on the podcast because uh, I've watched all your videos. You've watched, you know, probably most of ours, and we're, you know, we've been talking with each other for quite some time, and uh, I think you guys won one of the giveaways one time. Yeah, sure did. We won yeah. the Lancer Tactical, the Battleship Grey one. Right. Yeah. So Still uh, lying around somewhere. But yeah. I have uh, so many replicas at this time. I always have to, almost have to start double stacking on my wall. Because it's already <laughs> pretty filled. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, we had the same issue. I still, I have... We have this gun wall that we have uh, that's behind the camera here that we have a bunch of them, all, you know, hanging on. Then I've got some in this closet behind me. Then I've got some in the shed. Like, we've, we're stacking them just everywhere. Then I got some in the closet in the room across the hall. Yeah. And, uh, man, trying to organize them all is just like, you know, yeah, it's It's not the weapons that's my uh, biggest problem. It's mostly the gear. Mm. Uh, the weapons are all neat and tidy on the wall, but the gear is everywhere in this room. <laughs> yeah. I can pick this up and show you. Yeah. This yeah, is my little display case for uh, all my pistols. Yeah, dude, that looks awesome. Well, it's not all of them, but you can see some high kappas uh, and also desert eagles. Yep. Grenade. Yes. Then we move a little bit over to here. Did you guys build that case? Uh, no, we bought it from a telephone store, which closed down. Oh, shit. And they used to display their cell phones in there. Yeah. And we just put it against the wall and put everything in it. What a good this, idea. Uh, this is also from the telephone store. This is where I have all my weapons hanging. That's awesome. Man, you got some cool-looking weapons. I love that black and red one. Yeah, that's the Honey Badger. It's one of my first replicas, and ever since, it's still my favorite. I always like playing with it. And I've got a few new ones over here. Oh my gosh, that looks awesome. What's the the one with the grenade launcher on it? Uh, That's also a Lancer Tactical in 10. I don't even use it that much, uh, because it's uh, my father's uh, weapon. Yeah. Only he doesn't play a lot anymore. He's busy with work. But yeah. Then he still, you, uh, uh, does he still drive a truck? Yeah, yeah. Still does. Yeah. So as you can see, the weapons are pretty organized. 
And yeah, then awesome. over here on the ground is one big pile of beer. <laughs> you just dumped it in the corner, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's so much. It's like uh, three to four plate carriers and also some backpacks. And it's just too much to keep organized. Yeah, I hear you. They they bought these big plastic totes and put oh, yeah. all their, you know, the real big ones and put mm-hmm. uh, their gear in there for like a certain event. So they'll have one tote for mill sims. They'll have one separate one for all their gear for the uh, one day skirmishes and stuff like that. Yep. And um, and they, they just switch between them. And those, I mean, those take up a lot of room too. And then uh, the one time they came back from Milsim, that was, uh, it rained all three days. So they came back. They didn't let their stuff dry out all the way. I mean, their clothes, you know, the, the uniforms they washed. But yep. uh, the, gear, the gear, they didn't let it dry out. They stuck it in those totes for like months. No, uh, they, they opened it up. up. Yeah. <laughs> Smell like dead fish, bro. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, Yeah, I also don't wash my gear a lot, but it often is pretty okay with the weather out here. Last Sunday, I had one pretty wet skirm. It was hosing down. Wasn't much fun. Beavers were flying all over the place. (laughs) But it's okay. I do my uh, clothing indeed. Uh, I wash them, but the gear, not so much. Only thing that's really smelly is my ghillie suit. <laughs> but that fits in with the ghillie suit. Yeah, well, not only that. I mean, you, you don't want it to smell like, you know, clean laundry when you're out in the field. No. Indeed. They'll smell you from a mile away. So uh, okay. you got your ghillie suit from a sniper. We'll be right back. This episode is sponsored by Skirmish, the future of airsoft gameplay management. Are you ready to take Airsoft to the next level? Skirmish's innovative gameplay solution keeps players and spectators engaged with real-time updates. Capture objectives, detonate targets, medic, and more at Skirmish-enabled fields. Skirmish tracks every action so you don't have to. Review past games, action by action, and follow your progress in national rankings. Phones are not required. If you want to find out more, head to skirmish.net. And check out episode 157 of this podcast where I talk with the owner of Skirmish about how it started and how it works. Stay connected, my friends. Instructor from the Marine Corps from the Netherlands. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. I work uh, in the Navy myself. Yep. And uh, I was getting a little education uh, about leadership and he was the one that gave that education and I started talking about uh, playing airsoft and I just around that time bought my first sniper. So he was very excited about it and so said to me, uh, if you wait one day, I will have a nice present for you. So the next day he arrived and he gave me the ghillie suit. It was one from uh, Arctis and a lot of, uh, I got a big package of those, uh, fiber strings and it was just one big mesh suit where you have to attach all the strings oh, by yeah. yourself so it was a lot of work going into that i think it yeah. took me about a year or so but that's mostly because after one or two rows i was completely done with it i said nope, <laughs> it will come a, a little bit later yeah and he gave me also some great tips, like uh, when you finish it, uh, take it to the woods and uh, make it nice and wet and drag it across the uh, woods floors so it gets nice and dirty and you get that smell. Yeah. And I did it. And after that, the ghillie suit looked a lot darker, not because you get the, the shine out of those uh, fibers. It was that's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, that's good to know somebody like that. Yeah. Yeah, he said, like, uh, in the real uh, sniper schools and that stuff, they have to wear the ghillie suit and go through the trenches and through the forest. And they also make them pretty dirty. So why won't you do it with airsoft? <laughs> right. So, yeah, I'm uh, st- almost done with it, with the ghillie suit. Still need to add some leaves here and there. You guys have been playing a lot of, you know, you've been out there playing quite a bit. Yeah, I play, uh, I try to play every weekend yeah so uh 
I'm uh, on weekdays from Monday to Friday. I'm at the Navy base doing work and I come home, try to edit last week's video on the Saturday and then prepare all my gear for Sunday and Sunday I play and then it's on to the next week. Right. How did you get into Airsoft in the beginning? Well, it's been a while, so I don't really know for sure how I joined Airsoft, <laughs> but I think it's uh, because of my younger brother who started playing. And so I heard it from him and also started to go uh, play some Airsoft uh, back then together with my father and my brother. Uh, after a while, my brother made a little fuck up. He uh, was shooting with a sniper out of the window of flat at some road signs. And somebody was walking across, uh, walking their dog, and saw that. So they oh. called the police. And uh, the police came with loaded pistols already, broke into the house. And oh, so my, my brother lost his airsofting license. And now he can only play uh, as an intro, which is five times a year, I think. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> it's stupid of him. He shouldn't have done that. Uh, yeah. But yeah, that it was a big bummer for him. Yeah, so the, did they bust down your door? They knock on the door and come in? Yeah, yeah. Uh, in, the, in the Netherlands, we don't have to uh, have the orange caps at the front. And um, so, yeah, if someone sees you with an airsoft gun, it's not uh, it's not recognizable as airsoft, so they think it's a real one. Oh, right. So okay. if the police doesn't know there's something going on there, they will go in as if it's a real one. Yeah. Guns blazing. Dang. Yeah. Probably scared the shit out of you. <laughs> oh, I think it did, yeah. I wasn't with him that day, but... Okay. I think he got pretty scared. I'm sure. Now, do you have any other uh, siblings, brothers or sisters, besides your younger uh, brother? Yeah, I have a younger sister as well. And uh, it's we really have a military family. My dad used to be in the military before he became a truck driver. I'm in the Navy. My younger brother is in the Army. And my sister is currently also uh, in the education to go into the Army. Wow, that's so, awesome, dude. Yeah. yeah. My mom is the only one who uh, isn't. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I had, uh, so I grew up, uh, my dad was in the Navy, his dad was in the Army, uh, and then all my dad's friends, you know, were in the Army, Navy, Marines. Yeah. And then, um, you know, and then I went in the Marines. And then uh, one of my daughters, my oldest daughter, went in the Air Force. Right. And, um, yeah, we've, you know, it's always been a kind of a family tradition kind of thing. Yeah. So how long you been in the Navy? No, about three and a half, four years. Mm. But, uh, my education time for the Navy was a bit, a little bit longer than I expected. When they, uh, signed me up, they, um, said to have an uh, initial education you need to do. And I thought it was like the basic training which is about 12 weeks but uh i'm in the technical department of the navy mm. so i do the maintenance on the ship and that kind of stuff oh yeah and they didn't tell me that the technical education was two years whoa yeah damn so after my basic training i still had to go through two years of uh, technical education about uh, pumps and weapons on board of the ship and that kind of stuff. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. You know, well, you learned a lot then. Holy crap. Like, that's, yeah. a, that's a lot to learn on a ship. It's uh, a tough education indeed. Yeah. And uh, in the meantime, I um, had an internship period on the ship. So I would uh, go with my whole class on board of one of the ships and uh, go with them for a little while, learning how the life on the ship is instead of on the base. Yeah. It was also very interesting. Been to a few places, not too far away, but yeah, that was a pretty cool time. 
Yeah. After that, so I'm now stationed uh, on a ship permanently since I finished my education about one year, one and a half year now. Okay. You like it? Yeah, it's okay. Um, I'm on an OPV. It's an ocean-going patrol vessel. Okay. And we mostly uh, patrol around uh, Curacao and Aruba because that's also uh, Dutch territory still. Oh, okay. So I've been there about uh, past year in June. We went there for three months and did some patrolling, catch some drug runners. And uh, yeah, it was a cool time. Also had some, uh, yeah, some pickup points and some difficulties. Like uh, we had a few times where there was a fire on the ship. So that's uh, also part of the education, but yeah. So was that a uh, accidental fire or did somebody start it? Uh, no, it was accidental. One of the, um, like the insulation around the exhaust of the ship, uh, got some oil into it mm. and that started smoking. And so the smoke detectors uh, went off yeah. and those, uh, exhausts get really, really hot, like in the thousands of degrees uh, Celsius. Oh, okay. Wow. So it all burned up a bit and had to uh, go to uh, go to there in my fire uh, fireman outfit. Yeah. While while it's thirty degrees outside. Celsius. <laughs> and, so you and, were uh, you were sweating yeah. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> so, well, the yeah. reason I asked you about the fire was because uh, I I was on a ship uh, when I was in the Marines. I was on a ship. We took a ship to uh, from Japan to South Korea. And then, you know, back. And on the way back, uh, the ship we were on, we were talking to the Navy guys. And one of the guys, uh, he was out there scrubbing the uh, chains and, you know, cleaning the deck and everything out out in the yeah. uh, front of the boat, you know, front of the ship. And so we were sitting there talking to him and he says, uh, yeah, this is, uh, I got shit duty, you know, he got in trouble. He, um, I, we said, well, what did you do? He said, oh, uh, I didn't like my bunkmate, so I lit him on fire. And I said, you lit him on fire. And this dude was like, yeah. And his other guys around there and said, yeah, he almost burned the ship down. But this guy, he lit the guy on fire in his rack uh, on the boat. And uh, I was like, so you just didn't like him? He's like, well, no, I hated him. I was like, bro, <laughs> y'all are comrades. What? Are you? Like he lit his buddy on fire. It was crazy. So I That's guess the guy, crazy. you know, he, he was okay. But uh you know, he had to go to the infirmary and get, you know, treated for, you know, third degree burns. And then this guy had shit duty was scrubbing the, you know, do- I was like, oh my gosh. Damn, he said, yeah, yeah, man, crazy stuff happens out here because we were out, you know, they were out at sea for like six months yeah. and without going into a port, whatever, or whatever. Like he was like, yeah, we go crazy on here sometimes. I said, oh my God, <laughs> don't yeah, light somebody I, on fire. I, uh, I get it. If you are a long time at sea, people do some crazy stuff. Yeah. Also happens at our navy, but I won't light someone on fire. I think I can. <laughs> right. I have some people I don't like, but not that yeah. much. Yeah, like dude, just do the old school stuff where you just, you know, just punch each other. So you know, get in a fight. Yeah, and then just be done with it. Indeed. <laughs> well, that's good. You're on a ship and stuff. You're getting a travel around you said you go to uh aruba or yeah. outside of it do you guys ever pull in there and have you uh been able to visit there like get off well, the ship? Be- uh normally they do but uh of course with covid now around oh right and uh three months time the only island i've seen is curacao for about five times okay because <laughs> that's our main port where the ship is stationed so we were allowed to go uh, off the ship, and with one day where we was uh, lying in front of Aruba, and they uh, give us um, a swimming uh, time, so we have some relaxation time, and we can jump off the ship into the sea, mm. and that's pretty cool. And we uh, have those little speed boats, uh, so you could get to ride on that and go around the boat a few times. Yeah. 
So they do some stuff to keep us entertained. Sometimes a barbecue or uh, special days where the food is all Italian, for oh, nice. example. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. You guys yeah, do? Uh, does it? Does the ship you're on have guns? Yeah, not too much. It's uh, the Dutch Navy is really a fighting navy. It's more of a defense. Okay. So we do, we do have a cannon on the front and a few machine guns, but we aren't really a warship. It's more patrolling and fighting drug drug runners. Gotcha. Yeah, the uh, one of the ones I was on, <laughs> they had a. Uh, I'm not sure what size the cannon it was. I think a 25 millimeter or 30 millimeter or something like that. And they yeah. would they had this giant target that they would let out like on a on a leash basically you know this giant rope and it was a yeah. huge red ball mm -hmm. uh i don't know how i mean it was you know giant probably 10 feet and they let it out really really far and then they would try to sh you know shoot at it with this thing and um so that was kind of a fun thing that they did to kind of you know break up the monotony of everything and yeah. they did it while we were on the ship as well when we we're coming back from south korea it was fun you know it was fun to watch yeah, it sure is. Yeah, we uh, our cannon in the front is seventy six millimeters. Woo! But we don't really use that one. We also have some point uh, fifty cals uh, on the sides, which we can mount on the side of the ship. Yeah. And when we catch one of the drug boats, of course, after we took everything off, and also the people, um, we can't drag that ship all the way back to shore because it. We have more things to do, right? But we can't let it float there no. in the middle of the sea. So we shoot it down, and yeah. we place some, uh, some gas in there, <laughs> sink it indeed. And we were also allowed to watch that. But some guys can't shoot, of course. You have the the waves and the sea working right. with you. Yep. But uh, they fired about the whole box of uh, ammunition, and uh, the thing was still floating. Oh shit. But it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah I would imagine. I uh, I worked with a guy that was in the uh, Coast Guard, the U.S. Coast Guard. And mm -hmm. um, they do a lot of the, like what you guys do with, you know, the drug runners and that kind of yeah. thing. So uh, they did a lot of the Somali pirates and whatever, you know, coming in from different places. And they would uh, they would board the ship, take them over, you know, rest them and and then uh they'd have to destroy the ship as well you know the little boat yeah. and uh you know sink it you know those are uh that's when you need that tannerite you know the tannerite um you know what i'm know. talking about have you seen the uh, videos so it's a white powder and uh yeah. you you can get it in different sizes whatever you you know a little thing like this of tannerite you set it way far away you shoot it with a real gun and it a huge explosion Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's like shooting dynamite, you know, but, um, yeah. so I've seen guys put like big jugs of it out in the woods and it'll blow like, you know, small trees. It'll blow them over. Like it'll knock them down. Yeah. <laughs> put that yeah, on the uh, boats. Yeah. That would be a lot quicker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I also have, uh, this patch. Hell yes. from, uh, lead which is, okay. uh, I guess, uh, I got it from, uh, we also had a team of Americans on our ship who would uh, assist us in the boardings of the drug boats. That's cool. Pretty cool guys. And uh, yeah, I talked a little bit with them and talked about their experience, talked about Airsoft a little bit. A few guys right. those uh, also played Airsoft. And we swapped patches, so uh, that was pretty cool. That is cool, man. Yeah, you got a good patch wall back there, too. Yeah, it's almost full. I think I need to expand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? Well, you know, patches don't really... Most of them are round, so they don't fit, you know, just right. You'd have to, like, stack them, you know, yeah. perfect all together <laughs> and uh, to get the most, you know, pack them all in there. But, yeah, yeah. it looks good, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Hell, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I forgot that you had one of our zombie patches, the green ones. Yeah, sure do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's cool. 
Sure is. Yeah, I couldn't remember who had those and you know when we first came out with them. No. Yeah, I'm still uh, figuring things out about what to do with the YouTube channel. I've been thinking about changing my logo, but at the other hand, maybe try to make it a little bigger before I change things up. Okay. And I recently bought a 3D printer. Oh, nice. So uh, I can make a lot of stuff uh, now. Let me grab something. Yeah. I made this little piece. It's like an... Uh, it's like a lucky oh, charm cool. kind yeah, of thing keychain with uh, the logo of the field i always play at on the back side okay and i just have it uh, on a qd sling uh, attachment point on yeah. my weapon but yeah, yeah it's, nice. uh, it, it's plastic i don't think it's really bb proof but it's fun to make and why not yeah now when you printed it did uh did it print out those colors just like that or did you have to paint it no, I had to paint it. Oh, okay. It's, it uh, looks good. Yeah, sure, sure does. It's uh, yeah, the quality isn't always too great, but you can print in different materials. But I got a kind of cheap printer, not yeah. too uh, big, so I can print small stuff. I tried printing an adapter for a silencer yesterday, but that one already broke on me. So, <laughs> or the metal one. A, are you using PLA? Like yes. some of the cheap, yeah. Yeah. That's what uh, Chris uh, on our channel, he has a 3D printer. And that's what he uses most of the time. And yeah. for when he was printing stuff, he had to do like uh, whatever format in there. He had to make it, you know, extra layers if he was printing some to make it stronger because, you know, the PLA is, I guess, you know, kind of brittle. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I uh, also have... Uh... Some ABS and also some normal airsoft uh, weapons are made of ABS. Yeah. But um, it's very um, influential by temperature. So you have to have a whole enclosure around your printer in order to print it good, or else oh. it will warp and do a, a lot of crazy things while printing. Yeah. So I need to fix that first before I can print uh, with that one. Yeah. You know, uh, on our on the discord channel here, uh, talk to, we actually have a separate channel, uh, in the server that's called, you know, 3d printing. Uh, yeah. there's a couple guys on our discord that are, have been into 3d printing for a while. They're really smart with that stuff and have been yeah. printing a bunch of things. You should, uh, you know, if you have questions, whatever, you can always post them in there and, uh, Robert and, um, and Alex will, you know, they have a lot of info on that kind of stuff. Good. Yeah, and they have yeah, a lot of prints. A... There's actually uh, blueprints in there uh, okay. on the yeah that they posted. You know, links to blueprints for stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's really you can make almost everything what you can imagine on that thing. Yeah. So uh, for airsoft, it's really handy. I made uh, a lot of GoPro mounts or adapters, uh, rail covers. And indeed, you have those websites where people just post their uh, blueprints on. And you yeah. can download this for free, or sometimes they ask a few dollars or euros. That's fine. Right. And you can make some quite useful stuff. And it takes a little bit of time, but it beats uh, ordering something uh, all the way because it's uh, not uh, in stock, or you can make it at home. Well, not only that, you have some, you know, customized things that you could do with your, you know, if you want to print something that has like your name, you know, Woodland Warriors or something on it, like a stock yeah. or whatever, you know, you could do something like that. And so you have a lot of options instead of, you know, buying just a regular one, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I got a blueprint from someone which was uh, a Molly name tag. And I adjusted it to say Woodland Warriors, yeah. printed it out, and now I have the on the back of my backpack. Oh, that's cool. From Molly. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, what is uh, what's airsoft like in uh, in the Netherlands? Do you guys have like what kind of rules do you guys have with uh, like FPS or BB weights? Do you guys have any different rules yeah. than you know? 
Yeah, uh, it has been changed over the course of the years. We have uh, one single organization called the NABV, the NABF, and it's uh, a national association for airsofting. And it's uh, they started uh, that association, so the government would have one single uh, person to talk to, a person of contact for airsoft. And um, yeah, we have some rules. The FPS is uh, changed. They changed that to uh, the joule limits. Mm -hmm. So they measure in joules now, the impact energy. And for assault, it's 1.2 joules. And okay. you can play on full auto. Uh, then you have DMR, which can only shoot single shot only. It's right. uh, 1.7 joules. And then you've got your snipers, and those are 2.3 joules. Okay. It's all measured with uh, 0.30 BBs. Oh, okay. But there has been a pretty big BB debate going on uh, past uh, week ago. Because they found out uh, in the Netherlands it's uh, mandatory to play with biodegradable BBs. Oh, okay. At least for the outdoor fields it is. Right. So last week they uh, found out that uh, in the heavier BBs, they use some heavy metals like uh, zinc and barium uh, to add the weight to the BB. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah. So they uh, did some ground research and they found out that those heavy metals get into the ground hmm. uh, because of all the BBs. And so all of a sudden, the NMBV decided to ban all BBs above 0 0.2 gra grams. So they banned anything over 0 0.2 grams, so you have to use 0.2s now? Uh, yeah, it's, the NMBV uh, really is a little bit strange sometimes. They said, yeah, we found this and you can't do that anymore, but we give it to the field owners and the organizers and... Let them find out what they want to do with this. So some fields banned everything except uh, 0.2s. And uh, luckily the field that I play on lets everyone use whichever BB they like. Okay. And they, um, to counter that, they uh, clean the field every week and oh, wow. uh, made loading stations. So at, And they uh, turn to single shot fence only. So there will be less BBs in the field. Right. But uh, since a week, uh, that started to happen, and they are already testing uh, different brands of BBs and different weights of BBs. Okay. Uh, to see which ones have the heavy metals and which ones don't or less. So already some heavier BBs are also uh, given the green light to be used again. Hmm. Yeah, that's so, interesting. Yeah, I never yeah. knew how the uh, heavier weight BBs, how they added the weight, you know? Yeah, before this, I also didn't know because, yeah, yeah. It's, it's all six millimeter, but right. it's still a different weight, so. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, that looks I... uh, very interesting, but it, it sometimes the NFA, uh is a little bit disappointing because of that, because they... Um, just let the field owners take care of it, and they are like, uh, okay, it's not our problem anymore. Yeah. But, of course, the first day that news came out and all BB for Panthers except 0.2, yeah. all the sniper and DMR uh, WhatsApp groups were going totally crazy from, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because how you going to shoot long the, distance uh, with uh, 0.2s? <laughs> yeah. They see uh, the babies go, uh, the babies going all the way to the moon. Oh yeah, they're going everywhere. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's uh, funny. even in the selling groups, apps, people put snipers on there, and the first question that's asked is, "Okay, and how should how does it shoot with point two babies?" <laughs> oh yeah. So yeah, I am uh, very glad that my field decided to just let everything uh, be used. Right. Just with some adjusted rules so that there won't be as much BBs in the field. Yeah. But the big thing is um, if the government uh, wants to do a ground research 
and they do find uh, too much of that heavy metals. You need to sanitize the whole ground, and that's cost the field about 500,000 euros or something. Yeah. So that's field closed if you get that. Yep. So it's yeah. a pretty big thing at this moment. Okay. Yeah, I wonder what... Uh, I'll have to... I'm interested now to find out what other options these uh, BB companies have to make the BB heavier besides yeah. like something that's, you know, harmful to the, to the ground. Yeah. You know, I, I, I want to do some research on that now. Cause I, like I said, I never really looked into how they made those, you know, BBs heavier as they went up in weight. But, um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I also didn't know that before. So I'm also a little bit intrigued. I also wanted to, uh, have my own BB brand, uh, well, oh, yeah. that already began when I was just starting off. Yeah. But I couldn't make the investment. Yeah. Because it, of course, it's all coming from Taiwan and that kind of countries. Yep. So, yeah. yeah then I, I had to buy that. like a, a minimum of thousand kilos. So I need to store a thousand bags of BBs <laughs> around in this uh, room, which is already full. Right, I was say you can put it on top of your uh, gear in the corner over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's funny. So, what? Uh, what? Do you guys have any big events coming up? Like uh, mill sims, like three day mill sims, or anything? Well, I uh, usually myself, I only play outdoors. There's, uh, I live in the northern part of the Netherlands, and there's not a lot of airship fields around me. Most is all uh, centralized or in the south. A lot of indoor is, uh, I did hear there's a new field being opened soon in the middle of the country, mm. which is uh, in a uh, closed down school. Oh, cool. So I think I will visit that one and try, uh, try that out for the first time, doing some yeah. indoor play. Yeah, I haven't been to any mill sims yet. But when I do, I think I'm going for border war. That, uh, of what, course, is, what is that? Uh, that's in Poland. It's, uh, I think also a three day milsim, maybe five even. Yeah. Wow. And, um, Norfolk already has been there and other great YouTubers. Oh, okay. Yeah. And that's a really, really, really big milsim. Gotcha. It's like, uh, the field is like 10 or 15 kilometers yeah. wide and they play with tanks and even a helicopter. Oh yeah. So that, that would be cool. That would be cool to visit that. Now, how far is that from you? How far of a drive is that from you? Uh, Poland, I think, well, maybe six to eight hours, something oh, like that. Okay. Yeah. So it's, it's doable, but. But yeah, it's definitely not a one day trip. No. You'd have to go. And I have to, I have to cross Germany, which is also a little bit of a hassle because oh, they, okay. uh, have different rules for airsoft. Yeah. Uh, all their, uh, all the weapons in Germany have to have an F mark, which is, uh, kind of a signature that your weapon is, uh, checked for safety and. The manufacturer is also stamped into the weapon. Oh. Uh, luckily, I have a sponsorship with a German airsofting webshop. Oh, nice. So I get a lot of uh, replicas from them for reviews. Yeah. And so those weapons all have F marks, so I don't uh, come into trouble with that. But Yeah. But so of when course, you when I uh, want to go to a milsim like that, I will bring my teammates. And right. Not all of them have those F marks on the weapons, so we have gotcha. to figure that out. So when you guys, uh, if you drive over the border, they have to check all your stuff? Yeah, I think um, I haven't been playing abroad so much, but I think when you get checked, it's fine to have everything in order. Oh yeah, for sure. Because <laughs> uh, I don't want uh, German police uh, all over my ass. <laughs> yeah, and you don't want them taking all your, you know, expensive guns. 
Yeah. Because then they'll just keep it. Yeah, I don't think uh, they will send it back to the Netherlands when uh, they find (laughs) it. Yeah, they're not that nice. No. No. Well, that's like when we send, when we have sent stuff, you know, to you guys, to, uh, you know, people in other countries. And they, you know, the customs paperwork, I'm like, man, this stuff, you know, every, every place has different rules and whatever. And I remember, I yeah. think it was the, uh, one of the guys in the UK early on, we sent him something and, uh, they actually have, when I was doing the customs paperwork, I had to get his, uh, airsoft license, uh, number or whatever, the U car number or something like that. And, uh, I was like, I guess you have to have this to pick up for them to deliver it. I don't know. So it was, uh, you know, it was a learning experience for me because I didn't know that, you know, different countries had those kind of laws. I thought it was just like uh, either the country you could have airsoft or not, you know, like I think India, you can't, I can't send anything over there, you know, but um I didn't know you could have like, you know, these different license, things like that. We were talking about uh, events coming up and you go into this bigger uh, event or thinking about it, but yeah. you'd have to do a lot of prep, you know, ahead of time, you know, for something like that because you have to cross the uh, the Germany border. Yeah, sure do because uh, I have it sometimes that I play at my local field and that's about, no. 40 minutes driving. Okay. So that's okay. But sometimes I forget something like my HPA connection <laughs> or the wrong batteries. And yeah, think, damn it. But <laughs> most, of, most of the time it's fine because uh, most of the time I carry two or three replicas with me. Gotcha. So I have a backup and I also have a backup for the backup. So, right. But yeah, if you're going abroad, then uh, it's a little bit difficult to grab something you forgot. It's uh, really important to get your stuff together before that. Yeah. So what do you guys have planned for uh, your channel coming up? Do you have uh, got any unboxings you're excited about or reviews? Well, I just... uh, My latest unboxing, which was last week, was the HK416, the gas blowback one. I saw that. And... Yeah, tomorrow uh, the first gameplay video with that uh, comes online. That was uh, from past week. The It was very rainy that day. I oh. think the most rain I have seen all in this whole year. Yeah. So I only played uh, half a match that day because my dad was also uh, his birthday on that day. Okay. So... This weekend, I'm going to take it out on the field again and try to make it up because uh, I also made some GoPro fills that happen sometimes. Because of the rain, I didn't hear the bleeps and I went to the (laughs) parking lot to change out my battery and I forgot to turn the GoPro back on. (laughs) So all the good parts of the day I missed. Oh, yeah. Did manage to make a video out of it, but... It's not the best. Yeah, yeah we uh, we've done that fifty times. Like, you know, it's yeah, we've we've done the same thing, man. Like, everyone mm-hmm. I talk to on here uh, that has their own YouTube channel, you know, for gameplay, they've had the same issues. <laughs> it's that yeah. you know, I wish there was some kind of yeah. There's got to be a way, you know, because especially if you have one on your helmet, you can't see it. You got to you know yeah. really make sure that it's on. If there was a way to have some kind of signal or, you know, I know they have a way to connect it on your phone, but, uh, it's really slow, you know, it's, yeah. uh, and it also not... takes up more power out of the battery from the GoPro. Yep. Yeah. So... It, mine does give a little beep when I start recording, Right. but because of all the rain, uh, past week, I couldn't hear it as good as normal. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I was just talking to a guy yesterday about that, and he said, there's so many times I'll forget to turn on my scope cam, so he'll have his GoPro on, but that's scope cam, or, and he does sniping, so 
if yeah. you don't have the scope cam, it's not really a good video. <laughs> no, it's very difficult because uh, yeah. I also try that sometimes with my sniper, but definitely need scope cam. Right. But I also had days that I started everything and okay, bleep, 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 turn everything on. And not after a minute, my scope cam goes bleep, 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 I'm off. <laughs> I think, okay, I think I charge it. So I take out uh, the back and I forgot to put the SD card back in. Oh, shit. So yeah, <laughs> I got my camera, I got it charged, can't record. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah we've done. Happen. Yeah, we've done the same thing so many times. Yep. Yeah, in fact, in fact, uh, one of our review videos, we were trying to use the scope cam to see, you know, how accurate or you know consistent this one gun was shooting, and I think I put a a text overlay on the video when I finished it, saying who forgot to turn on the camera or whatever, who forgot to put in the the card. Uh, mm -hmm. because we didn't know until we take all the stuff back in here, you know, we bring it in here and I start loading it in. I'm like, where's the video file? Like there, yeah. there's nothing on this. It, the card's empty. Like we turned it. I thought we turned it on. So one of the guys turned it on, but didn't hit record. Uh, you know, cause I guess they turned off that feature, you know, like, uh, on GoPros, you can just hold down the power and it, uh, when it turns on it automatically starts recording. Right, well, yeah. I guess they turned that feature off. So they turned it on, thought it was recording. It wasn't Yeah. so many times, dude. So many times we've done that. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, let's go film it again. They're like, no, we're done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that sucks. I also have that sometimes. I was really glad to get you on here because, uh, yeah. you know, like I said, we've been uh, YouTube friends for a couple of years now. And... Uh, you know, I love watching your videos and, you know, I talked to your dad before, you know, a couple years ago and, uh, you know, you got a good family, man. That's cool. And, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's fun to watch your guys' channel grow, but, uh, you know, I appreciate you being part of what we're doing and we'll always have these. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Well, it's good to talk to you. Thank you for being on here and, uh, yes. we'll do Thank this again soon. Fighting me. Absolutely. All right, brother. Have a good night. Yes, have a good night.